Here we go. Roll video. I think anybody creating something new must have an adventure. It's not cinema, it's something else. My advice to a young filmmaker is to make a movie every week. The whole bag of movies can be learned in about a day and a half. But suspense is essentially an emotional process. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make films, you gotta make it and get a scene. Cinema for me is a world of when I dream. Hey everybody, this is Greg Kleinschmidt from the Seen and Heard podcast. And I'm Jackie Postagion from the Seen and Heard podcast. And we're here today with a very special announcement. We are introducing a brand new podcast called Behind the Slate, which is fronted by a good friend of mine, Aaron Strand. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Greg. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Jackie. (laughs) So happy to be here. Hey, Aaron is my friend too, okay? What's funny is Aaron is a good friend of ours, but we have never actually met him in person. No. How do we know him? <laughs> Who is he? We know. I know Aaron because he's a regular at the Arroyo Film Club. So he's been joining for the better part of a year. And yes, he uh, is one of our most illustrious members. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, uh, I'm honored. I'm honored with the title of illustrious. No one's ever called me illustrious before, Greg. So that's, that's a big compliment. People will be calling you illustrious after they listen to this podcast, I think. We are so thrilled that you're doing this podcast. So for those who don't know, Aaron is doing a, it's called Behind the Slate, and it's about the lives of different filmmakers. So he goes through, it's essentially like a multi-part series on each director, and each director gets a birth to death story unless they're still living, I guess. Are you, are you doing people that are still living or they, do they have to have died? I definitely want to do people who are still living. The problem is getting biographical material on people who are still living. And a lot of working filmmakers who are like mid career, we don't have these sort of like mid career biographies or retrospectives. So I haven't quite crossed that bridge. I have plans for this like first season of how I want to get there, but I'm not quite sure how that's going to pan out. Well, tell us about how, first of all, how this project came to be. What was the ins- what was the spark, the inspiration behind this? You know that meme of like somebody with like a picture of a group of friends hanging out and then they're next to the picture pointing and it's like this is what listening to podcasts is like. When I discovered seen and heard That's exactly how I felt. I listened to the very first episode on Vertigo and I was like, oh my God, I wish Greg and Jackie were my friends. This is like the friends that I've wanted, (laughs) Uh, you know, because I'm, I've been a film lover my whole life, you know, and even though I have tons of friends in the industry, like not everybody has seen, you know, older movies. Not everyone wants to go through the sight and sound list. Like it's hard finding people who want to talk about this stuff. And then uh, my daughter was born. She's now six months old. And I was actually on a walk with her in the stroller. And I was listening to Seen and Heard. (laughs) And it just just popped into my head. I was like, oh, my God. I should do a a film history podcast. Surely someone has done a film history podcast before. So then I go to the internet. I'm searching the internet, trying to find some sort of deep dive film history podcast that tells the full story of a filmmaker. And I couldn't find anything. It felt like this huge, obvious hole in sort of the podcast offerings. And look, like I'm also a big biography reader. So it's like I'm already doing this stuff anyway. I texted Greg that like an hour later and was like, hey, I've got a little pitch for you. Like, what do you think about kind of helping me like get this little podcast off the ground? He texted back. We 
talked on the phone for like an hour and a half that day. And then I was off and rolling. I started buying my first books like the next day. It all happened so fast. It was kind of felt like catching lightning in a bottle. I think all the best things do happen very like the same thing with our podcast. Jackie uh, pitched it to me. We had coffee. We knew each other from work from a few years earlier. And uh, a couple of days later, she's like, you want to do this podcast? And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then literally next week we had equipment. And the week after that, we were like watching the films and stuff. It so yeah, crazy. There, there's a set like when you find a good thing, you're like, let's just chase this because it's so easy in life to just like sit on things and be like, oh, we'll do that later. Yeah. And also exactly what you said, Aaron, I personally, the reason I you know, thought of seen and heard it was because there was this very obvious gap. There was no podcast about the sight and sound list. And I thought that that was ridiculous. And I thought that that was such a missed opportunity. So yeah, when we got coffee, it was like, yeah, because we were talking about the film club. And I'm like, Oh, Greg, you should do a podcast. And then he's like, what would I do it on? And I'm like, well, now that you mention it, there's no podcast on this. And then yeah, we were off and running. It's just what's the saying? Um, God, what am I thinking? Necessity is the invention. The bare necessities. Of, yeah, bare necessities. Necessity is the mother of invention. Exactly. Exactly. There's something very, there's a, there's a pressure when you're doing it with someone. Every time I feel like a slight pressure, I immediately forget like all my senses. I can't remember words. I can't remember sayings. But luckily for you, Aaron, you're doing this all by yourself. I know that sounds kind of twisted saying luckily <laughs> for you, you're doing this all hey. by yourself, but it is a very different podcast and I'm so excited to see you do it. Yes, it definitely has a very different vibe. So I will be a single narrator storyteller. You know, I really want to try to give people like a deep, as deep a dive as possible because I find that short form stories particularly about real people often leave so much of the story on on the table and they fall prey to certain mistakes at least i feel that they're mistakes in dealing with this kind of biographical content the biggest one is it can fall into hero worship you know look we all love great films and great directors but these are people they make mistakes they do stupid stuff they make some really bad mistakes in some cases and You'll find people trying to like scrub their image because they love their movies so much. That's not what my podcast is about. My podcast is about trying to tell the full story of these real people, expose their foibles, expose their quirks, expose their character flaws, while also recognizing that a flawed human is capable of making incredibly powerful art. Our first series is going to be on Charlie Chaplin, which is just an incredible story. I mean, this is just like mind blowing stuff. I can't believe this all happened to one guy. And I'm going through like, I think I've got about six different biographies. Each one is like wildly different. And so trying to synthesize all these sources into one narrative is a lot of work, but it's a great amount of fun. And hopefully I will cover the story in a, a broad and, and in-depth way that will uh, that will really tell the full picture of this person. Absolutely. Well, I think I think you're the person to do it. Really. I mean, having known you for most of this year virtually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you just have this. Like most people who are regulars in the film club, like you live and breathe film, and that's like your life. And I completely, both of us can completely identify with that. And honestly, you're just such a well spoken really interesting like you always have really interesting things to say about art and like i'm just so excited to hear this podcast like coming like through you i think as the as the host is just like the best possible option 
And the host as a storyteller, I, I love that you have that outlook on it. And you'd be great at that because you have a background in storytelling. You're also an actor, which I just learned like last week and I freaked out and I watched your reel and you're amazing. Um, but tell us more about your background. <laughs> First, thank you so much. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, so I grew up, My both my parents are scientists. They're actually, they're entomologists. So they study insects. Specifically, they study parasitic wasps. So I grew up in a very biology-friendly household. And as a kid, I was actually terrified of movies. Like, like literally could not watch them. I could not go to a theater. I remember my parents brought me to see The Nutty Professor as a kid and the fart scene at the dinner table <laughs> scared me. I started crying. I remember them dragging me out of the theater screaming. And I don't think I went back to a theater and this is like so embarrassing. I don't think I went back to a theater till I was like 13 years old. What? Um, it was like just the screen and the noise. It was just like so overwhelming to me. So my entry into movies actually came through mystery science theater 3000. And by watching like these ridiculous B movies and having the robots and the comedians, you know, make jokes about it and riff about it, kind of like softened the whole experience. And that was like my in. So I, and so then I got really obsessed with Godzilla movies because I saw Godzilla versus Megalon on MST3K. And for my childhood, I was obsessed with Japanese Godzilla movies. I like had a whole Godzilla collection and uh, I've watched them all. I, I love them. And so this really kind of like acclimated my taste to, to to older stuff so that when I finally got over my terrible fear of movie theaters, uh, I kind of was like already attuned to wanting to seek out all different kinds of stories. And from there, the, the, the ball was rolling. Like Jackie said, I was an actor. I ended up going to drama school. Uh, I went to, to NYU. And I found that the life of an actor is actually incredibly miserable uh, <laughs> and depressing and, and incredibly hard. And look, I'm still an actor. Uh, I still have a great respect for actors. But I was like, this can't be the only thing that I do. But I love this medium more than anything. And so I just started teaching myself everything about filmmaking. I was like, I'm going to learn every aspect of this art form because I have got to do something with film. And so now the the writing directing has really taken over my professional life and that's like what I do. But at the core of it is all is I just love movies, you know? I try to see everything that I possibly can. One of the reasons I love you so much Aaron is that some people in the film club do not show up if they hated the movie for some weird reason. And you are kind of like the group contrarian. And I feel like usually when we do a film for film club and most people love it, you're the one that doesn't like it and vice versa, like the other way too. And I love that because there is this sense of like, oh, let's kind of just go along with this. But you have never been afraid to be like, nah, this didn't work. Or no, you guys totally missed the boat on this one. It's it's incredible. I do. I try to I try to frame things in terms of always in terms of, well, for me. I just didn't like this one part, uh, <laughs> you know, no, you know, if you liked it, that's great. I want you to love it. Uh, but for me, and it is funny, Greg, like you, you also just will boil me down in film club to the hot take guy, uh, which <laughs> is a label that I carry with indignation. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going to make behind the slate? What's your approach to behind the slate? That's kind of give it that extra something because yeah, the film, it's like film history podcasts are few and far between. And like, there are a couple 
I'm not, it's funny because when we started our podcast, I'm not a huge like podcast listener. And uh, <laughs> it's funny we have a podcast, but it's because I couldn't really find like the podcast that I wanted. Like I wanted a film podcast and I wanted a very specific vibe and I couldn't find it, which is what was encouraging us to do it. So what are you bringing to behind the slate that's just like not there right now? What I hope to bring is number one, exhaustive research. And we are telling the story from beginning to end The you know, trying to tell every facet from childhood to how these artists, you know, came to their craft and how the events of their life had a direct relationship with their filmmaking. I also hope that throughout these stories, uh, it will give me an opportunity to ask kind of the big questions of history, right? Like, why does something work? You know, what is the relationship between an artist and their art? Where does art come from? Does art come from sort of reaching out into this wild world of imagination? Or is it born out of a real lived experience? The other thing that I hope to bring to the podcast is showing that like, most of these people like are kind of silly. And like they do silly things, right? So like this first series is going to be on Charlie Chaplin. And Chaplin is a comedian who took himself like deadly seriously. To the point where reading his autobiography is like reading the high school journal of a goth kid. Like, <laughs> like he will be doing some sort of like amazing thing. And in his autobiography, he'll be like, oh, the infinite sadness just encapsulated me. Loneliness seemed to follow me everywhere. I mean, like, this is funny, you know, and this is like a funny quirk of his character. And I think that by kind of trying to make these people real living flesh, not statues, not posters, not gods, but real people is hopefully what I bring to this storytelling. I love that because Me yeah, too. in film school, you get the myth making, you get the filmmakers as the legends and that's, you don't get this like humanistic look at them. So I, I genuinely do feel like that's missing right now. Me too. The other thing that I want to add, it, it kills me that film feel like to, to the most people feels like this sort of like elitist, you know, snobbish thing. You know, I'm always asking just random people, oh, what is the last thing you watch? What's the last thing you loved? I want to know what you like, you know, and inevitably they'll say, well, you know, I like this, but it's not like I really like film or anything. They'll get like self-conscious because they know that I, I love this stuff. And no, like, don't get self-conscious. Like, you like what you like. Yeah. I want to try to lower the barrier of entry for these films, right? So, like, again, Charlie Chaplin. Everybody has a rough idea of who Charlie Chaplin is, but how many people have seen Chaplin films? You know, people are intimidated by the black and white, the silent movie. These are things that keep people from ever wanting to seek that out. And no, like, film is the people's medium. It should be the most accessible thing on earth. And I really hope that by telling these stories and humanizing these people, it could inspire folks to go out and seek things out that they wouldn't otherwise watch. That's kind of what we try to do too, I feel like. I mean, and we deal with that all the time. People thinking we're elitist, people mostly being our families <laughs> um, and friends. Uh, and no, it is so nice to find fellow film lovers and that's why the film club is so great and i Says love you that who's it been once whoa <laughs> listen <laughs> but when greg first started it i thought it was so cool but then like i don't know for some reason i just like couldn't make it in time i couldn't watch the movie and then i did finally and it was for uh minnie and moskowitz and it was really really fun but that was the only time i 
I joined. Hillary. No, I love what you're saying too, Eric. Like in terms of lowering the lowering not the bar, but taking away the gatekeeping aspect because every hobby or you know like sec like sector of like interest has like a gatekeeping element to it, and I think it's Definitely. wrong. And there's an elitism of like, oh, like for example, some people would look down on you for liking those the the Godzilla movies from the 50s through 70s. I love those movies too, and I think real film fans are open to anything and everything. And there's nothing, there's no sense of that's above me. That's below me. It's just like, you know, you're just kind of open to everything, but no, that's what we strive to do in our podcast too. And I think that's why you'll fit in beautifully. I think we'll kind of make a great companion piece to each other because we're just over here talking, we're just <laughs> having a conversation, providing some, you know, we provide some historical context and, and stuff like that, but you're really going in and you're really doing a deep dive on, their lives like step by step big life milestone after another so i think that is so cool and i am so excited to hear your podcast me too who is the director that you're most excited to like sink your teeth into oh man um I think I'm most excited about a director who's not going to be in this first season that's fine <laughs> uh, i'm really excited to get into kira kurosawa kurosawa is like my favorite filmmaker He accomplishes everything that I love about the medium. I think I've seen every single thing that he's made, which like definitely was like a labor of love to like go through all of them. You know, the thing about Kurosawa that I find so moving is like, look, like this guy is this incredible, poetic, pacifistic artist who lived through the Second World War in many ways, like should have died in the Second World War. You know, it blows my mind to think about any conflict in the world right now no matter what country is going on, like there are Kurosawa's, there are Ozu's like living in that country. Like these are real people. Right. Conflicts have real, real impact. And I think that's something about Kurosawa's story that's always like really stuck with me. So I can't wait to get into, into him later. So excited. It's a good one. That. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it, all of this is the material is so ripe for drama because everyone's life story is interesting and is is dramatic and there's just so i feel it too there's so much that people don't know about these people like i'm a pretty big kurosawa fan too i've seen i've seen nowhere near his entire filmography but the ones i have seen i really love but i don't know that much about him personally so yeah it's also it's very interesting because a lot of these people like it was very in vogue to write an autobiography so a lot of what's interesting is you have these like great source materials put together by incredible biographers who've like done all the research for me basically i just have to read them but you also have the filmmakers with their own autobiography and their own take on everything and though and then their own spin that comes up really big with charlie chaplin we'll be getting into a lot of it because that dude that dude uh Let's just say he had a he had an interesting way of telling his own uh, life. I know that's so that's so difficult. Like, how do you pick and choose? How do you present each piece of information? Yeah, it's tough. It's it's one of those things where at the end of the day, like you kind of have to trust your gut on what you think is the truth. I, sometimes I'll jump into the narrative and say, like, here's what I think happened, or this is my favorite version of this story. You know, take what you will. I like that. Can you give us a little preview of like? What the listeners can expect. I know you said Charlie Chaplin's your first, but do you have any other ones like coming up that you can give us a little preview of? Yes, I can. Uh, after Chaplin, we will be staying silent for a little bit, but we will be getting into Fritz Lang, mm. who you know had this incre- you know incredible career in Germany and then fled from the Nazis to come to America and basically like start all over again. 
And his American career was kind of really, really up and down. He really struggled to find his footing. This story also gets like super dark and super weird. Like there's a lot of speculation that he probably murdered his first wife. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but there's the Nazi stuff with him too. Man, it is. It's hardcore. So we will be getting deep into uh, into that story while also, you know, being able to talk about Metropolis and M and all these other like great movies that just completely set the stage for everything that came afterwards. Well, I think what's so cool, too, about the series is directors do come from everywhere. In fact, I just saw a Vice like YouTube thing on Spike Jones and I knew that he obviously came from skateboarding and skateboard videos, but it's just kind of wild how you go from like writing at a skateboard magazine and how that literally transitions into making being John Malkovich. Like it's just wild. I didn't know that skateboard magazine and jackass. I knew about the jackass thing, but the skateboarding. I don't. Yeah. He like, fun. he like made the first ever like skateboard video that was like, had some cinematic prowess, even if it was shot on video. What? you really learn from a lot of these directors is that they were incredible innovators and it really puts the onus for me back on innovation, which is something that I kind of like don't think of first when I think of like what makes an artist great. Spike Jones is a great example, like his ability to innovate within the skateboarding video space to cross it over to Jackass, to make use of the mini DV tape cameras, you know, and do things with them that no one else had done like is what catapulted him and like what made him stood out. And like that innovation led to like this, these new forms of storytelling. And it's also, it's really informative both uh, just as a fan of history to sort of see these themes repeated throughout time, but also as an artist to remember that like, there's a reason why we should keep pushing ourselves to try new things, to explore new mediums, to explore new equipment, because these things are the fires of invention. Well, is there anything else specific you want to touch on? People can find me. Uh, the podcast is called Behind the Slate. Uh, they can follow it you know, on our, all the podcasting platforms. They can email me at behindtheslatepod at gmail.com. That's behindtheslatepod at gmail.com. And they can follow me on Instagram at strandedonstage. And they can send me a DM. Uh, you can shoot me an email. I'd love to talk to people. I would like to do some like mailbag episodes, some like listener feedback episodes where we could kind of you know, debate various parts of uh, these filmmakers' live stories and just have a, con have a conversation, build a community. So please uh, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure you'd even love to hear from someone through email that just wants to send you like a good recipe or something. Or a good recipe. <laughs> Absolutely. They should know that I'm vegetarian uh, and that I don't eat eggs. But Hit me up with all your egg-free <laughs> vegetarian recipes. I'll uh, I'll send you some vegetarian Thanksgiving oh, recipes. Oh, yeah. That'd be perhaps. awesome. That'd be awesome. Even though I don't know any because I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> but thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Behind the Slate is going to be amazing. And we're so excited. So, yeah. Episode one of the Charlie Chaplin series is now live. So you can check it out. Get lost in that that first chapter of Charlie Chaplin's life. It sounds so exciting. Greg, did you know that you were going to be a podcast entrepreneur? When you, <laughs> no. Like, I don't know, maybe like a year ago. <laughs> no. I love that me and Jackie are the ones that are just dragging Greg into his position as a podcast entrepreneur. <laughs> Isn't it so funny? Sometimes it just takes the 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 help of your friends, you know? That's true. The only thing I willingly created was the film club and then you 
got me into this podcast and then Aaron got me into his. So uh, <laughs> good you. I started no podcasts on my own. <laughs> well, Aaron, thank you so much for sharing your passion with the world. And we're so excited. So excited to see where this goes. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited to be a part of the, uh, the Arroyo podcast network. We are a network now. Yes. And uh, I cannot think of a stronger show than yours. And cut. Just like a melody that leaves.